Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Welcome back, Raider Nation, to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, brought to you by your humble self, Micah, the lusty voice that Raider Nation so desperately needs, Birch, and the man, the myth, the legend! The New Mexican Rattlesnake, Tyler! Yes! <laughs> Last breaking sounds. Two beers cracked open. Throwing them into the crowd, calling for a beer on the corner of the stand. Vince McMahon getting a stone cold stutter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, remember, you owe me 25 bucks for that opening. Oh, you betcha. It's well worth it, too. <laughs> Raider Nation, thanks Best so much. Best $25 I've ever spent. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, as always. If you want to follow us on the social web pages, follow us on Twitter, at Behind Patch. Find us on Facebook, Behind the Patch Facebook page, or give us a call. You want to be on the podcast? 208-557-9771 is the number to call. If you call that number, we will not pick up. You just get to leave us a voicemail. So feel free to do that free and easily and uh, leave us a voicemail. Get on the podcast, talk about whatever you want, Raider related. As always, we are 100% family friendly and political free going on like 60 some odd episodes now, even during an election year. That's something you just don't find in a lot of podcasts. We pride ourselves on it. We figure if you've come to listen to a Raider podcast, you probably want to listen to, I don't know, like Raider football and not our po- personal political opinions. So we'll keep it that way. How about it? Let's just keep it that way. Anyway, gentlemen. Yes, we shall. We shall keep it that oh, way. 100%. Oh, my gosh, guys. I'm here pouring one out for my homies. Two losses <laughs> in a row. Uh it was so Things bad looked, we even skipped last week's episode. <laughs> you know, I do have to give a quick shout out to our loyal listeners on that. That was mostly my fault because here, okay, quick backstory. I have terrible allergies this time of year when the leaves start to fall. And if I don't take my allergy medication religiously daily, then I literally step outside and pretty much just my face melts off. Um, and I forgot to do that last week, literally one day. And, uh, and I was pretty much well laid up for like a day and a half. And so by the time we were going to be able to podcast, it really wouldn't have made sense because by the time we podcasted it and edited it, like it would have been like Sunday morning. So it's kind of old news by then. So my humble apologies, but we're coming in hot early this week. Gentlemen, week one victory. Week two, we beat a, a, a playoff contender. Things are, as as the old PBS show, I forget, Stargazers, things are looking up. 
and then we get to the Patriots and just, we look like the 2019 Raiders, but we're all going, okay, hold up now. Now we, you know, we hung with them for two and a half quarters. You know, it wasn't all that bad. Some things we can learn. You know, we got, we got, uh, uh, well, heck, who did we just lose to? I've, I've already tried to phase that game out. Uh, we go on to the next week and it's like, okay, you know, well, maybe it won't be that terrible. We got the Bills. Bills are very beatable, you know, where they, they barely, like, the last two games, they've won by, like, less than three three points or less. And then we just, we just look like, like, the last two weeks, we just look like 2019 Vegas Raiders. Of course, 2019, it would have been Oakland Raiders. And that's where my heart has just sunk, because I feel like weeks one and two were just an anomaly now, at this point. And why do I feel that way? Because for 18 years, we've been bad. And so I know what bad feels like. I know what this team looks like when they're not good. And I feel like the last two weeks, and especially after last week, everything just kind of, like all the old ghosts just came flooding back. And so Birch, what, are, you, are you smashing the panic button yet? Tell me, what are your thoughts so far through the first quarter of the season? Well, you know what my thoughts are? I think we need to steal that uh, jar of uh, sticky hand gum from the little giants for all of our players we've got a case of the the drop season in some cases it's like here let's just shovel the ball to whoever while we're getting sacked not to mention any names but would you be talking about uh the ghost the yes. pass to the ghost oh yes, yes. great um, play heady by a seven-year vet it's um, but it was the lineman's fault, Birch. How dare you? I don't know, but it's so it's very frustrating as a a loyal fan because we were in and controlling both of those games somewhat. Like it, it, we the last game against the Bills, it was in the middle of the third quarter. It it was still seventeen sixteen. Like we were right there. The Bills did score a touchdown. They blew the extra point. And then we're driving and all mayhem breaks loose. Like we just Waller fumbles, car fumbles, car fumbles again. Like I don't get it. Like we've talked about this multiple times. We just lack, I don't, just lack the desire to finish a game and like, stand toe to toe and throw blows with people man it's it's very frustrating it's we are all talk we do not go out there and it's frustrating too to listen to the press conferences like the coaches just like blow it off it's like the same thing it's like groundhog day every year like same thing right. it's just it's frustrating yeah. as a loyal fan and as an insider to <laughs> yes deal with this crap every week every year like it's frustrating yeah yeah tyler Sorry. your thoughts i think the stench of losing is a hard one to get rid of um i've i've done a lot of soul searching for the past 2 weeks and i i've found little to few answers but the one answer that i keep coming back to Birch kind of alluded to it in our chat either this week or last week. And it's just that we we don't know how to win. We don't know how to win. We go out and we play, we hang decent, 
and we just don't we don't have a killer tenacity we don't have a killer instinct and the stench of losing and being putrid for 18 years continues to follow us from Oakland to Las Vegas because it's the same stupid mistakes we see year in and year out it's not scoring when you have the opportunity to score or it's not taking care of the ball or it's committing stupid penalties uh, that kill drives. We're just not good enough to overcome stupid mental errors and we're not good enough to overcome fumbles like three of them. I'm just, I don't know what you do to change it, but it sucks. It sucks losing. But Tyler, it's the defense. I got into it on Facebook with somebody, and I'm sorry if you're listening. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all for what I said. Mike has been roasting people all week on Facebook, and I decided it was my turn to to do a little roasting of my own. So I see this post, and it talks about... Hold on. We're going word for word on this sucker. Because I can, and I will... So, it says this, and I'll leave names out for the innocent, but this one says, find me one quarterback that has a banged-up wide receiver core like us that's winning with also a defense as bad as ours. Cars can't make the receivers get open or catch the ball. One person, even the QB, can only do so much. He's not turning it over and barely getting sacked. Not sure what else he can actually do. So I, I yeah. name you a I, I name you a wide receiver core that's worse than ours. The name Green you? Bay Packers. I, yeah. The Green Bay Packers have Devontae Adams and no one else. Yeah, but nobody Adams hasn't even played for two straight games. Exactly. Name you guys, I know you can because you follow football, but can can anybody name me a wide receiver? On the Packers roster, besides Devontae Adams. Ooh, pick me, pick me. Birch, you're raising uh, your hand very politely. Why don't you go ahead and answer the question? Well, they did have some dude named Lazard until he went out, and they have Scantling, Valdez Scantling. Yep. But And then they have some no-name uh, tight end that decided to catch three touchdown passes last week. And their defense isn't that good. And they're winning games. As a matter of fact, they've not lost a game all year. So you tell me. So then this person, I said that. You know, Rodgers is is pretty dang good, isn't he? And the person tells me that we should not. Also, Carr has three fumbles in two games. Those are also called. Uh, turnovers or drive killers, whichever one. There was the ghost pass that should have been another fumble against the Bills. Like I said, a very heady play by a seven-year vet as you're going to the ground to toss the ball into the air. On a great move that one was. When both your hands are, with both your arms are wrapped up. Yeah. It's not like he had a free arm to throw. It's like. Right, just toss the ball up into the the air because it's, 
It's going to be an incomplete pass. No, it's called a fumble. And this person says that you can't compare Carr, which is a good QB, to one of the best ever. The Sam Hill I can't. The Sam Hill I can't compare Carr to somebody that's good. Because that's what we do in football and in sports. We compare players to players we hold at a higher level. If you want to be mediocre and you want to suck the rest of, you know, the next 18 years, make it 36 years of a commitment to excrement instead of a commitment to excellence, you go right on ahead because those are the types of fans I can't stand. But here's the deal. We compare players because we need a benchmark. There are benchmarks to the quarterback position. I guarantee you when somebody asks, well, who's the benchmark for a good quarterback? They're not going to say Derek Carr. They're going to say Aaron Rodgers, and that's who we compare people to. You say Dan Marino. You say Steve Young. You say maybe even Kenny Stabler. Those are people that you hold in high esteem that you want your quarterback to emulate. Our quarterback does not emulate any of those guys because he has no consistency. He might be passionate. He might be tuning out the haters this year, but the inconsistency is maddening. Right. It's crazy for a seventh-year player to make great throws, turn around, and throw an air fumble. You cannot do that. Your head, I, I don't know what's going through his mind. What is he doing? Like, hold on to the football when you're in the pocket. Hold on to the gosh dang football or take off and run, which I have to give Carr credit. On Sunday, he did that. That's the most I've ever seen him run in a long, long time since 2016. He actually took off and got a couple first downs, and I was saying, congratulations, you found your legs again. But then he just has ball insecurity issues that you cannot have and expect to win games. Amen, Birch. Amen. But that's my two cents. Like, quit being stupid as a fan. Be objective. Don't get your emotions into it. Carr is who we think he is. He is a mediocre, at best, quarterback who cannot, for like the billionth time on this podcast, elevate the players that he has around them to take them up to the next level. He just doesn't do it. I don't know if he can't or if he just doesn't. I don't know, but I'm tired of it. And I will compare him to Aaron Rodgers, and I will say that he is much less of a quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. And I've said my piece, and I defer back to you guys. No, I like it. I like it. Here's the thing for me. Four weeks into the season, a quarter of the way in, you know, through two weeks, We'd look like we could take on anybody, but I waited. You can even go back and listen to that podcast, and I said, okay, you know, if we go beat the Patriots, then I think we can hang with anybody. That includes the Chiefs. That includes the Bucks. You know, we're sitting here now. We just watched the Bucks lose to the Bears. I think, for me, Tyler, you mentioned this. Carr did some good things on Sunday. Look, Carr, Carr hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. Carr has done well, I would say, overall, 
Carr's performed pretty darn well. And I'm pretty pleased with the job he's done. Here's my thing. The whole team is bad right now. Right now, the whole team is bad. If you want to blame it on the defense, I agree. Our defense is terrible. Our defense is awful. Our our defense is a joke right now. Zero pass rush. Gentlemen, we had eight sacks through four games last year at this time. We have four right now. (laughs) I think Max Crosby has three and a half of those. One of the sacks, I believe, on Sunday came after uh, Allen. Nine seconds. Yep, nine seconds he sat in the pocket. So it was a coverage sack. So you know what? I guess shout out to the secondary there. But the defense is putrid. And the defense cannot get a push to save its life. And that, how many years have we been saying that now? You know, last year, we had a small break from that. They got a little better, and it was nice to see. I think, what did they rack up? Like 27, 28 sacks, I, I think, last year? I thought it was year. around like 32. Well, 32 sacks? Not bad. But hey, Two let's sacks. get rid of our defensive line coach. Great right. idea. Couple sacks a game. That's respectable. That's respectable. That'll kill a drive or two every game. We're on pace for 16 sacks. Half the production. One play that stood out to me on Sunday was when the Bills just signed him. Who was who punched the ball out? Darren Waller. He's a, he's uh, a Josh vet. Norman. Josh Norman punched the ball out. So pretty much that's and that the Bills went down. I believe they scored a touchdown after that. Pretty much put that game away because I think up to that point was it sixteen to twenty three. It at was that sixteen point? to twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, we were driving. Josh Norman punches the ball out. They turn around, and I think they got a touchdown off of that drive. Yeah, they hit uh, right after that play. Allen threw a bomb to Diggs, and like That's right. three plays later, it was a touchdown. Diggs, Diggs made Harris his daddy on that play, and that and and I don't know why Harris is starting. I honestly don't. He had one good game against Philip Rivers and the Chargers last year with two interceptions. I believe one of them was a pick six. Um other than that, uh, Harris is a, a solid backup in my opinion. Um, but I watched that fumble in the game, and I watched that turning point, and it made me realize on we don't have anybody that's ever done that on defense. We don't have a player like that. We don't have a player, at least this season, not really last season I can think of either, besides Crosby and his sacks, we don't have a player on defense that can make game-changing plays like that. We don't have a player that goes and creates fumbles. People who make, you know, force turnovers. I mean, look at well, that's Nicholas Morrow. Funny is last year we, sorry to interrupt, but last year we had Crosby was punching the ball out. Right. I, I don't see any of that this year. I don't no. see Crosby hardly around the ball at all. Crosby's barely sniffing the ball. Uh, unless, like you said, unless it's after nine seconds in the pocket, it seems like. Um, Nicholas Morrow gets that interception against the Saints. I mean, I mean, Breeze gifted that to him. It's not, I mean, Breeze threw it right to him. It's not like, it's not like he made a last minute change in direction because he read Breeze's eyes and it was like, whoa, what a heady play. And I told you guys in this uh, off air, I said, I feel like the defense 
we have to wait for the offense to make a mistake. We can't go out and force. We don't go out and force things on defense. We don't go out and force mistakes. It's like we have to wait for the offense to hopefully, you know, hold on to the ball for too long, to to make the wrong read. We we don't the defense isn't forcing turnovers, isn't forcing bad plays, isn't forcing poor decisions from the quarterback. On the flip side of that, guys, so we the defense is bad. We all understand that. I agree with that. On the flip side of that, the Raiders are second to last in the league and points allowed in the fourth quarter, I believe it's at 48. You know who's third? The Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks allow 46 points per quarter. But what can the Seattle Seahawks do? Their offense scores. Their offense scores points. And they're 4-0. and There's no reason the Raiders right now shouldn't be sitting at least at 3-1 and over the Bills and the Patriots the last two weeks. No reason that we, we should be 3-1 and right now. But that's where you have to look at the offense. And who does the offense consist of? It consists of Derek Carr. It consists of wide receivers. It consists of... You can't tell me, to Tyler's point, that Nelson Aguilar, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs aren't enough to get the job done for Derek Carr. You can't tell me that's not enough. That's more than enough. You put those four guys with Russell Wilson, with Aaron Rodgers, with put those four guys with Deshaun Watson, and they're winning games. They've, they, they would have at least won one of the last two games. 100% guarantee it, if not both. And to Tyler's point, why would you want to compare... So you're admitting... If we're going to use, let's use logic for a second. If you don't want to compare Derek Carr to Aaron Rodgers, one of the all-time greats, then you're wanting to compare Derek Carr to mediocre quarterbacks. So you are admitting that Derek Carr, through through just logical thought, carrying this thought all the way home, Derek Carr is a mediocre quarterback. Derek Carr is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. Derek Carr has his great moments. We've seen him. Saw him in 2016. We've seen him a couple of times this year. But he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. We've talked about this. He doesn't make players around him better, like what we're watching Aaron Rodgers do. Like, guys, how many years have we watched Russell Wilson throw to no-names and rookies? A drag, literally, literally drag that team on his back to the playoffs. Russell Wilson does it darn near every year. So... I just look at the Raiders as a whole right now, and I'm seeing ghosts of 2019, 2018. I'm seeing a lot of the same stuff that we've sat here and we've complained about and gotten frustrated about and gotten angry about on both sides of the ball that we've uh, that we've been complaining for for years now. And I think that's what frustrates me. That's what what do we need to do? Do we need to shake it up? And what's the one common denominator out of all of this? Is that Derek Carr has been the quarterback for seven years. So I think at some point, even for people who like Carr, and I've been on this podcast and I've said, look, I want Carr to be good. Like, I wish Carr were friggin' awesome, man. I wish Carr were 2016 Carr, diving for the pylon for the first down, flipping over defenders, getting up and pointing at the, you know, 
signaling first down, that kind of car. But he just doesn't seem to be that guy anymore. And for whatever reason. So I think at some point you have to, like, are we going to continue? Like, we're, we're heading for an 8-8 eight and eight season. We're he- you know, even with that extra playoff spot open, you know, we like we, we talked about off air gun. We lost to the Bills. We lost to the Patriots. One of those teams is going to be vying for a 5, 6, or 7. Well, they've got the leg up over us now. You know, I, I found myself rooting for the Chiefs because I want the Patriots to lose because I want the Patriots not to be even in the running for a playoff spot because we're going to be vying against the Patriots. And when it comes to the head-to-head matchup, we lost it. And I think the Bills will win that division. So we're getting ready to come down to a very crucial stretch, which starts with the Chiefs, obviously. And when Carr sits here and talks about, I'm sick of losing. And they have accountability meetings on Monday and stuff like that. But what what a better opportunity. Carr has no better opportunity right now than right now to go to Arrowhead, beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead, something he has not done in seven years. Jamarcus Russell has gone to Arrowhead and won. Now you could say, yeah, but that was a different Kansas City Chiefs team. Yeah, but that was Jamarcus Russell people. <laughs> that was Jamarcus Russell. And unless you're one of the Jawalrus. 85-90% of Raider fans that like I feel don't really pay attention to the game, they're just here because they want to dress in silver and black and and they love the mystique of the Raiders and they love the bad boy image. That's all they care about. Um for the 15 to 10% of us that actually watched Jamarcus Russell play, we all know that guy was bloody awful. But he's even gone to Kansas City and won. So, there, there's no better time, no time like the present. If you're sick of losing, you want to shut everybody up, you march into Arrowhead on Sunday, and you grab a win, and you come home at 3-2, and two, staring a stretch of ridiculously winnable games in the face, and looking at a season that where we potentially could go 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. But you got to win in Kansas City. And it's not a November game. It's not a December game. It's not going to be 25 degrees, blowing wind. It's going to be gorgeous in Kansas City on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen the weather, but in in 1st of October, I mean, that's going to be nice weather. I guarantee it. So, can I... Now's the time. That's my point. Now is the time. If 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 we if we if Carr wants to be taken seriously, and if if everybody who loves Carr wants us to all believe in him like they believe in him, wants us to believe in him like they believe in him, go into Kansas City on Sunday, beat Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then I will eat crow till the cows come home next week. Amen. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> I've got I've got some. Uh... Some facts. Knowledge, some knowledge bombs. Knowledge bombs. Knowledge bombs. So, guess where our defense ranked in 2016? The year of magicalness, right? 27th. Yeah. We're like 26th. Oh, dang it. Wow. Points for was 20th. Yards against was 26th. But you know the difference between now and... And then, turnovers, fellas. 30 caused turnovers, whether that be fumbles or interceptions, 
we had 16 interceptions that year. So that means that we had 14 fumble recoveries. So we were creating turnovers and then capitalizing on those turnovers. It's not like now where it's like a bend, don't break in the first half defense and then just break all over the place in the second half. Open the floodgates. Yeah. Yeah, then just open the floodgates. The difference is our defense wasn't really that good in 2016. We didn't have a great defense, but they were opportunistic. They right. they they took they created fumbles, they created interceptions, and then the offense took advantage of that. And a lot of those came when you know in the waning in the fourth quarter when people yeah and that's why Carr had so many comebacks is because the defense got a turnover when they needed one and then Carr could go down and score what I don't see this year in at least in the past two weeks I don't see any turnovers I haven't seen turnovers really all year we had Um, one interception yes I did look that up we are losing the turnover battle we have get coughed it up six times, and we have only taken it away twice. Yeah, so that's a one interception one by Morrow and one interception by Abram. That's it. And we that are was not creating two and three. Yep, and we're not creating turnovers, and that's a big Four difference sacks. between 2016 and now. The defense yep. really wasn't that much better then than it is now. Right. But I remember pulling my hair out turnovers. at the defense that year. What's that? Yeah. I was going to say, I remember pulling my hair out watching the defense that year. But like yeah, you, you said. Yeah, you know who led us with interceptions? Yes. Burnt Toast Nelson with yep. five. That's right. That's right. But like you said, it was, you know, it was, it was on, you know, fourth quarter drives. You know, it was on, you know, when the other team needed to score. We made the one play, you know, we wouldn't make plays all game. And then in the fourth quarter, we'd make that one play to seal the deal. We're not doing that. And in fact, it's the opposite. We've seen it twice now against the Patriots. And again, you know, we have, I can believe it's against the Patriots. We get the ball to open the half uh, and we don't do anything with it. We get the ball against the Bills. We get the ball. We have an opportunity to go down and take the lead. And I believe we just fumbled the ball, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was a fumble. And it's, it's, well, we saw it against the Saints, for heaven's sake. We had the, we could have driven the nail in the coffin against the Saints, and we fumbled the ball, and we let him back into the game. Now, fortunately, Saints get one first down and then punt the ball, and we're able to seal the deal the next drive. But we're, it's, we've talked, it's like this, like they don't, like you, you what well, we talked about, they don't know how to win. They, they don't know how, and the, I had this point on social media because I got into it with several people. Good teams. I believe the Raiders are a good team. I don't believe the Raiders are a great team. Because great teams do what the Bills do. The Bills went down. When the opportunity presented itself to put that game away, they took it. And they made it happen. And they put the Raiders away. Same thing with the Patriots. We hung around. We hung around. We hung around. But when the opportunity came for the Patriots to be able to put that game away... They did it, and they were able to put us away. When we had the same opportunities, we had the same opportunities to take the lead, to build a lead, but 
we just couldn't do it. Blame who you want for that. And that's where I start to wonder a little bit, guys. Does coaching need to be held accountable here a little bit? Because I feel like we glaze over that. And we continue to point the finger at the offense, at the defense. I, I think you can point the finger at both um, right now. But Absolutely. I feel like we don't. And who's who are the coaches? Obviously, Gunther. <laughs> Gunther should have been gone yesterday. Um, Gunther should have been gone at the beginning of the season, in my opinion. But somebody had a good point. I was listening to some radio, on uh, Sirius XM radio. Who's in charge of the defensive line? Marinelli. 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 We have four sacks. We have no pass rush. So you're now you're going to ask Rob Marinelli to step up and run the entire defense if Gunther goes? I don't know. But that doesn't exactly inspire confidence to me. That'd be one thing if the offense or the defensive line were crushing it. And we had eight sacks and two of them were strip sacks and we were top 12, 15 in the league in, in run defense. And it would be like, yeah, put this guy in charge of everything. But our defensive line looks terrible. They're great I mean, at social distancing. Yeah. They- <laughs> Especially from the quarterback, except for <laughs> one. And it bit him in the butt. That would be Maurice Hurst who tested. I, I don't know if he <laughs> tested positive for COVID or not, or if he was just exposed, but Maurice Hurst has been like one lone bright Dang spot. That's true. And he's out this On week, probably. And we well, really, really need him. We've had we've had two weeks in a row now, Max Crosby jump off sides. Uh, yeah, he has gotten some sacks. I'm happy to see that. I want to watch this game, though. Because it seems like to me, guys, and I want Raider, the rest of Raider Nation to watch this. It seems like the defensive ends, I feel like we have one move. And it's to hurry up and get upfield. Like they try to get around the edge. So that, and I, but I feel like there's no, there's never a bull rush. There's never a spin move to the inside. I feel like it's the same thing with our defensive ends pass rush. It's try to, try to de- bend down and get around the edge. Well, half the time it takes them out of the play. The quarterback just climbs up in the pocket, gets an extra couple of seconds, and uh, is able to make a throw. I want to watch that this week. I'm going to study that this week because it seems like both Key, while Key and Crosby are fast, I mean, 95% of the time, you know, they get around the edge, but then, like I said, the quarterback just moves up, you know, takes a couple steps forward, and he's fine. So, that to me, I feel like they're kind of almost like a one-trick pony at least the last few weeks that I've seen this year. And that, to me, I'm like, I'm not seeing, you know, we watched, we watched, you know, Khalil Mack bull rush people right back into the quarterback. We watched Khalil Mack, you know, start outside, spin move inside, and sack the quarterback. I haven't seen that from Crosby. I haven't seen, in all of Crosby's sacks, I think they're all, he comes flying off the edge and is able to dip under and make the play. So, I, I, I'm a little bit like, okay, yeah, well, it seems like you need to have more, you know, more in your bag of tricks there besides just trying to get off the edge faster than the tackle. Uh, and that might be part of a problem while we only have four sacks. So I'm, I, I want to keep an eye on that. That'll be interesting to watch. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to really, I want to kind of study that because Mahomes, I mean, <laughs> Mahomes is just, when Key and, and Crosby get up field, Mahomes is just going to step up and run. And there ain't going to be nobody to stop him. So uh, it, it's it's potential to get ugly this Sunday. But again, look, 
car apologists, the people that believe, you know, car is all that in a bag of chips and he's an elite quarterback and look, he's all-time leader in touchdown passes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, then you know what? This week is your time. Time to shut us all up. Shut the haters up. Sh- shut the naysayers up. Go into Kansas City, get a win. And you know what? Like I'll, I'll I'll happily come on this podcast next week and eat crow and say, you know what? Carr's better than I thought. Mad props to him. If he goes into Kansas City and beats a fully charged, fully locked and loaded Kansas City Chiefs team. But we already know the built-in excuse. Well, I understand that. Yeah, but... No rugs. No Edwards. Well, rugs is in this week. Rugs will be back this week. Oh, boy. I hadn't seen that he had a designation yet, but... He was full practice this last day, so... I hope they don't rush him back too soon. Well... Here's my thing. Hammies are bad for fast players, just FYI. Yep. But you can't tell me that Aguilar, that Ruggs is better than Aguilar through two games. Sorry. Not right now, you can't. No, but that's the excuse. way outpaced him. Because people are trying to say, oh, we didn't have Ruggs and Edwards in, that's why we lost. Ruggs and Edwards have played two games. You can't tell me they make that much of an impact on the game. To be now, if Josh Jacobs weren't in there, you might have a point. If Carr weren't in there, you might have a point. But Algalore and Edwards haven't made that much impact on this team to say if they're not there. Oh well, we're gonna lose. Like that's a gonna, that's not a valid excuse. That they're, they're uh, Rugs isn't Julio Jones. Okay, Rugs isn't isn't Michael Thomas. Okay, maybe Ruggs one day he'll nobody be that. Right now, right? People are gonna get mad at me for saying that, but he's done nothing. No. At this point in his career. No. Zip zero zilch nada. Besides just be the, a guy that can take the top off of defense. But he hasn't been there the last two weeks to do that. So, and I feel like Aguilar does as good a job of that right now uh, as anybody on the team. Because Aguilar's fast. We brought him in because of that. That's what he was known for in Philadelphia. Dude that could get down the field fast. Sometimes catch the ball, sometimes not. You never know. It was really just a <laughs> roll a of 50, the dice. 50-50 shot. But here's my thing. Week two, Herbert gets tossed into the game when he didn't even realize he was going to be starting because uh, a, a practicing doctor decided to puncture the lung of Tyrod Taylor. Um, what Herbert idiot. gets thrown in there. Eckler gets injured. And Eckler, the starting running back, isn't in there for most of the game. And they lose in overtime, 23-20. to Should have won that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So here are my expectations then. A rookie quarterback, Herbert, with no starting running back, no prior NFL experience. If he can hang with the Chiefs and lose by three in overtime, then the Raiders, if we lose, I expect by three points or less, or we should win that game, otherwise... Herbert, by default, is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Because you can't tell me that Herbert's weapons are better than the Raiders' weapons. You can say, oh, they got Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, we've got Darren Waller. Darren Waller's a top three, top four tight end in the NFL right now. I don't even know if Keenan Allen's a top five wide receiver in the NFL right now. But if you want comparisons, we've got Darren Waller. He, I would say he's just as good, if not better, than Keenan Allen. So you can't, and we have Josh Jacobs. We have a top five running back. No excuses. So if we go into Kansas City on Sunday, Raider Nation, 
And it's a 34 to 13, 34 to 20 blowout. You have no more excuses for Derek Carr because the Chargers defense is terrible as well. You can't, you can't argue that point. Bosa's done much, next to nothing this year. I think Ingram even got injured during that game. And so you can't, you can't tell me. You can't tell me, well, yeah, but the Chargers... I, I want to... What are the Chargers' defense right now? I'd love to see the Chargers' defense stacked up against ours. But the point being, a rookie quarterback who hasn't played a snap in his life hung with the Super Bowl-winning quarterback, Super Bowl MVP quarterback, and should have beat him. Derek Carr better go in, lose by three or less, or win that game. Otherwise, Herbert's a better quarterback than Carr. And that's all there is to it in my in my book, in my opinion. I just want to say one thing that that's frustrating, and I know you guys, we've talked about this before, um, is being able to get off of, off of the field on third downs. Oh, my god! It gosh. seems like, I just looked it up. Um, Why does um, third and 13 feel like third and one? Yeah. Team on the I don't this is these are just some stats, but this year on third downs, we allow the other team fifty percent of the time to pick up a first down. Ugh. And every time it's like we first and second down, we might get a two yard loss or something. It comes up third and twelve, third and thirteen, and we all text each other in the group text. Well, here comes a first down. It is yep. very frustrating. Like the first drive of the Bills, like we had them third and eleven. Max Crosby jumps off sides. They get a first yep. down. Like we have the opportunity. The defense has the opportunity to step up, get a stop, because every time we're in third and long situation, and they pick it up, they go down and score every yep. time. Yep. If we could just get off the field, give the ball back to our offense, that would solve a lot of problems. But it seems yep. like, and I don't get it because other teams, when it's third and long, they throw down the field. They th- throw to get the first down. Not us. When we are when we are facing a third and long, we run a draw. We run a screen pass. We run an out route with our running back for two yards rather than trying to push the ball down the field and trying to get a first down. Yes, occasionally... Those types of plays, they do work, but it seems like when we get in third and long, we might as well punt on third down for all I care because we're not going to get the first down. So that's just one thing that I want to watch this week is if we can get the Chiefs in a third and seven, third and eight, third and long, if that's even possible, and try and get off the field. If in in my opinion, if they get anywhere close on fourth down to like fourth and three or less, I bet Andy Reid goes for it every time because he knows yep. that we can't stop them. So we have to get off of the field on third and long for the love of Pete. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, it's it's chronic. And again, another problem on defense. You know, we talked and no pass rush, you know. Third and long, you you should have a, a front four that's pinning their ears back, getting ready. We saw it multiple times, man. They rush five, rush six. Nobody's getting home. You know, We're, Allen's sitting back there, and I'll, yeah. I'll I'll hit my outlet receiver who's wide open on third and eight for ten yards. And you where know? is uh where's Malik Collins? Where's all these guys that we signed in the off season? Like right. Nowhere. By the way, 
in, in Kansas City, it's going to be 84 on Sunday. So it's going to oh. be a gorgeous day to Paltry. play football. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you got no excuse. Carr's going to have a – that's a beautiful day. That's a beautiful day to win a football game. So ain't no ain't no weather excuse there as far as that goes. I'm just – I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of – we talk, you know, just the, oh, we're almost there. Oh, we're almost there. You know, well, I, I think the one that's most maddening to me, oh, we were there. We hung with them for two, you know, till halfway through the third quarter or up till the fourth quarter. Who cares? I don't care. Like, that, that makes no difference to me. We still lost. Like, we've been hanging with teams. Uh, the, 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 the Jets can hang, the Giants can hang with teams for two and a half quarters. So, uh, that makes no difference. You know, great teams, if you're right there, what, what, what was it? I think it was fourth and two at the seven against the Bills, and we decided to kick three and go, and, and then I think it was 17 to 16 after we kicked the field. Right there, bam, no, 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 no. It was a, I think that was the drive to open the second half, if I'm not mistaken. It's like, no, you fourth and two. It's it's 13 to 17. You go for it right here. You you go get a touchdown. You go you you go up and you try to you, you need to get you get on top of this team. You start forcing them to play from behind. Um and we kicked a field goal instead and I was really bummed about that. Um so uh, that just little things like that, but that's coaching. You know, Carr doesn't make that decision. I'm surprised Gruden what, we've seen Gruden go for it. What was it against the Saints game? We, we, we converted two fourth downs. One of them was like at our at the opponent's like 40-yard line. We went for it on a fourth and one or a fourth and two. So I wish there would be a little bit more rolling of the dice that way. I've, just a little more sense of urgency. I feel like we need that. It's only week four, but we need a little more sense of urgency. We've got the Chiefs and we've got the Bucks, Two teams that are going to absolutely ravage our defense. And we're going to need to score 34, 36, 37 points if we want to try to win these games. So if it's fourth and two at the seven, heck yeah, you go for it. Unless you're up 24 to 10, then you go for that bad boy. So that's what I think. But are we good on kind that? Kind of interesting. I, I had a, a talk <laughs> with a defensive coordinator at a local high school. He actually happens to be one of my patients. And I know this guy's not on a, a professional level, but I was talking to him about how frustrating it is to have in that, in our, really our base defense is like a nickel package, which means you've got four down linemen, you've got two linebackers, and then I have to do math, four and five. two is six, then you've got five defensive nickel, backs, right? five. Yep, nickel five. Thank you, Birch. I had to do some math. We're all get, we all got to the same answer. It's just like common core math versus Socrates and Aristotle, how I was taught back in the day. Anyways, that's beyond the point. I I was talking to him, and he's like, to run that effectively, guess what you have to have? And I thought about it, and he's like, pressure. Your front four have to be absolute monsters to get pressure so that you don't get torched in coverage. And I was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I And, and it kind of made sense as to why our defense has been sucking so bad. And, and that is because even, Micah, we talked about this like two weeks ago. Even when we bring pressure with a blitz, guess what? They run a quick slant. They check out into something quick. 
and they still complete the pass and they still get a first down right. because they see the blitz coming. He's like, he's like, I watched the Raiders defense, their blitz coverage. He's like, he's like, they don't disguise it. They don't do anything to disguise where the blitz is coming from. They don't get pressure on the quarterback with their front four. That's what Malik Collins was for. Birch, you told us he's got three total tackles all flipping year long. And he was supposed to be the guy that came in, monster defensive tackle, pass rusher extraordinaire. And guess who hasn't been that? Malik Collins. Guess who has? A guy who PFF grades at an 89 plus, and that's Mo Hurst. And guess who starts? Not Mo Hurst. No, that makes too much sense. Malik Collins gets most of the snaps. It's ridiculous. It's a disconnect between who is playing better and who is making more money, it almost seems like to me. But you're going back to this guy's point. Your front four have to get pressure, and right. we can't do that. We're not. Farrell looks is getting stood up by tight ends. Crosby had that had that two-sack game, and I thought, well, maybe he's coming back around, and he still might. But, I mean... Hankins is there to stop the run. He's not a pass rusher. And and that's why you paid Collins big money is to come in and rush the passer, disrupt the pocket. So far, there's been a lot of clean pockets for a co- opposing quarter or quarterbacks when they play the Raiders. And, and you that just, spells big trouble this week if that happens. Well, I and that's why I feel like this is big trouble. I I wouldn't be surprised if the if the Chiefs go out and maybe maybe in the first quarter we have the lead and then they just come out and freaking torch our butts because like they'll be year. like 49 to 12 at the end of the game. Like it'll just be something nasty and we'll be sitting there like holy smokes that happened fast. Yeah. That's I'm probably jumping ahead, but we need more pressure from our defensive line. Yes, the defense sucks. Yes, the offense sucks. So what do you do? And like Birch said, I'm tired of people not being held accountable. I'm tired of them just being like, well, it is, it is what it is, and we're going to get it fixed. No, we've been waiting 18 flipping years for crap to get fixed. Fix the crap or get out of town because I'm tired of your crappy excuses i'm tired of your you know i'm just tired of it i'm tired of losing i'm tired of looking like clowns every game day i'm tired of just looking like idiots i guess is is what it comes down to i hate losing just like birch i hate losing and there was a wise man that once said if you can accept losing then you're an idiot that's not exactly how it goes but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that came that came from the New Mexico rattlesnake. That was That's... that was from the New Mexico rattlesnake. Via the uh Vince Lombardi. Half of that was Vince Lombardi, half of that was the New Mexico rattlesnake. Speaking I'll of I'll let you uh, choose which side was which. Yeah. Speaking of getting pressure, I was listening on my way home from work today. I listened to Good Morning Football, a little episode they did on the Raiders Chiefs. So, going into this game, we have, we all know our pass rush is anemic. We have four sacks through four games. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have only given up three sacks all year long. Oh, boy. When Patrick Mahomes is not pressured, they said he was completing 
close to 75% of his passes. Uh, 10 out of his 11 touchdowns have come through that. So that to me is a recipe for big time disaster this week because if we cannot get pressure on Mahomes, he's going to sit back there. Tyreek Hill is going to run right past Nevin Lawson or Eric Harris. Does and Nevin Lawson have an interception yet in no. his career? <laughs> no, because we can't force a turnover. We can't touch the quarterback. We can't do anything that will help our offense get back on the field. So to me, if we can't oh God, but even then, like Micah said, our I can see this week our defensive ends are gonna run right up the field, right past Mahomes. They're gonna run out of the play. He's gonna step up, create with his feet yeah, and his out. legs like yep. I wish our quarterback would do and make something happen. And if not, if it's not there with the arm, he's going to run and he's going to pick up a first down. He's going to keep the chains moving. So it's got, we've got to figure something out. <clears throat> and it's going to suck this week when because Mo Hurst is out, our one arguably our best defensive lineman right now, statistically. Um, we need some other guys to step up. It's time for these guys to stop playing like little sissies and be grown men and do your job. Like I'm, I'm sick of it. Like I'm sick of losing. I, if I'm playing against my five-year-old in the yard, I have to win. Like I'm, it's just like, it sucks to lose. Like that feeling is just terrible. And to play really decent during the games and then have these mental brain farts, if you will, and just right. like just go ghost like i don't yeah. get it these guys this this is your job like if we were to do that in our jobs we'd probably be fired but no so it's time for some people to step up it's time for the whole organization from top to bottom it's 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 ridiculous and it's it needs to stop okay well, i'm off my soapbox <laughs> we talked about it last two weeks it's been like the, the Raiders just continually shoot themselves in the foot throughout the game. It's just, and, and that's what's like, you know, we got a good, good thing going here on offense, and then we just shoot ourselves in the foot with the holding call or a fumble or, you know. The one thing, I, the, guys, this stood out to me, and tell me if I'm overreacting or not. We saw it in the Patriots game. Um, Josh Jacobs fumbles the ball. He recovers his own fumble. The defender grabs it away from him, and then they call it a turnover. Jacobs never argued. Jacobs never pleaded with the coaches, with the refs, did nothing. It seems like he just went over and like sat down and was like, well, it is what it is. Same thing with Darren Waller. Do you remember that third down? They originally called it an incomplete pass, but Darren Waller pinned it against his leg. They challenged it, and it was overruled. Same thing. Darren Waller didn't get up and plead with the refs. Didn't say, no, no, I caught it. Didn't plead with the coaches. You know, didn't plead with Gruden that I saw. He just, like, took his helmet off and accepted, like, well, that's the call. And that, to me, I was like, there's no fight. There's no scrap. There's no, no. I mean, everybody else in the league, most everybody else, unless you're a New York fan, part of the New York teams, (laughs) Um, everybody else is scrapping and clawing and fighting. And I watched Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller just like kind of accept their fate. And it's like, like if you recovered, imagine fumbling the ball 
and recovering it at the bottom of the pile and then just like giving it up and all of a sudden you get up and the ref's like turnover would you not be like like going going nuts Especially when you're in the red zone, going, I did not fumble the ball. What are you talking about? No. Would you not be running over to Groot and saying, challenge this, challenge this? No, no, no. But instead, he just like walks over to the sideline and is like, well, shoot, that's a bummer. Like, ah, it didn't go my way. Like, uh, that to me, and Waller did the same thing last Sunday. And I was like, why am I yelling at my TV in my living room and pitching a royal fit? And you are just walking, you're the one that this is happening to, and you're just walking off the field like, well, that's a bummer. Like, there's, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong here. And I, I don't like that. And to me, that's kind of a bad omen. There, there, there's something not, there, when players aren't willing to fight and scrap for every inch, every yard, for, for every call, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but that just isn't a good look to me. That's just not a good look to me in my opinion. I agree. I agree. I, I, I didn't notice that, but when you said something, I was like, you know, that's true. Like, there's there's a difference between being LeBron James who argues everything <laughs> and then, like, right. sticking up for yourself or James Harden Uh there, there's a difference, or or Philip Rivers, par example, um, <laughs> that just whine and witch and complain about every single thing that happens on the field. He touched my leg. He touched my helmet. Stuff like that, you know. But when you're like, no, dude, I caught that football. It didn't touch the ground. At least tell your coach. Like you don't have to run at the ref, but like go tell your coach. Dude, challenge that. I caught the ball. It didn't hit the ground. Or, yeah. hey, I got that fumble back. Come on. And maybe maybe the fumble you can't challenge because I'm not sure that you can challenge fumbles. Can I don't think you can challenge. There's something you- in the rules where you can't challenge it. I'm having a hard time thinking of what it is. But anyways, but, but still, like, show a little fire. Show a little emotion. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what I was that, that's what I would like to see a little more out of this team. Um, I know they're young still. I know it's Jacob's second year, Renfro's second year, um, but still, this is the, you know Waller technically his second year, really you know playing full time. Um, but still, yeah, if you want to be a championship team, if you want to go beat the Saints, well, we beat the Saints. If you want to go beat the Chiefs, you want to go beat the Bucks the week after that, you know. We're going to need that. We're going to need a lot of that. So, anyway, like I said, maybe I'm reading into it too much. Maybe they did, and they just didn't show it on camera. But uh, I didn't. I certainly didn't see it. I, I saw Waller get up, and he was just like, kind of was just like, ah, oh, dang it, and kind of just walked off the field. And I'm sitting there going, gosh, it kind of looked like he caught that. I want to see the replay. And then we see the replay right before they went to commercial break. And I'm going, he caught that ball. He caught that ball. And then it kind of clicked to me. I was like, why did he just like walk off the field? Like, that's weird. Like, you know, reading his body language, I would have thought he didn't catch it either. Um, So, anyhow. Moving on really quickly, we'll get back to the Raiders Chiefs this week. Score predictions, game predictions. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, you guys might be surprised at who picks who we think are going to win. Um, 
worst team in New York right now, guys. Birch. The Jets. They have Joe Flacco starting at quarterback now. <laughs> oh, oof. Oof. Is that because Darnold's hurt? Yeah. yeah. Hurt his shoulder, didn't he? Yes. Some, yeah. Tyler. Worst team in New York right now. Jets. And it's not because of who you think is the worst. Maybe it is. Adam Gase has no business being in the NFL. The only thing he's good for is watching a floating taco on a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> well played. I'm going to make it three for three. I'm going to go with the Jets as well. It'll be, even with Barkley out in New York, I, 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 I'll take Daniel Jones lead my offense over... Um, Sam Darnold, which isn't that weird because a year ago, Sam Darnold was like the second coming of the son of the Lord in New York for the Jets fans. And now, See, and I'll disagree with you on that one. I'd rather, I'd take Darnold over Jones. Oh my, oh my. Hot take. Uh, hot take, yeah. Uh, I still I, think the Jets suck worse though. And, if I watched and, more New York games, I would argue that, but I, I don't. And just think, <laughs> last year the Jets whooped our tushies right now wasn't it like they put up 41 to 10 or something oh, like gosh. that i think it was we gonna go out there again this year yeah oh, we'll probably um, get it again <laughs> probably bohica baby bohica baby <laughs> uh, um <laughs> so it, it, yeah okay so we we uh we covered that <laughs> golly <laughs> i'm so i'm just i'm so mad because I think I think it's because guys I bought in after two weeks that that we had turned over a new leaf. You should have known better. I exactly exactly. And so now you're not mad at the team. You're mad at yourself. <laughs> ex- exactly right. I'm like in this abusive an relationship, and and you know what. She brings me flowers and, and we go on a date and I think, Oh my gosh, okay, things are getting better. And then I get home and she beats me and I'm like, What happened? And and I get slapped around and I'm going, I thought she changed, but she, she has to be an apple pie and then she beats my butt. Right. Then she yeah, she, so I, and so then I'm mad at myself for getting my hopes up after like the date and the apple pie. And, but instead, no, no, it's not. It's too good to be true. So I, I'm just, I'm just sad. I'm just, I'm, and I'm mad at myself because it's like I knew better. I knew better than to get excited after we beat the Saints. But here's, I did. Here's the I, I wear my heart though. on my sleeve. Here's the silver lining to it all, and I have to keep going back and looking at at this way. Before the season started, what did we think was going to happen? That's true. One we and four. One I and figured four. by this point we'd be one and three. That's We're true. two and two. And so I got a little, you know, when we lost to the Patriots in the way that we did, I was like why am I so mad? I I knew that we were going to lose. Even though I picked them, that was right. my heart talking. My brain said, you're an idiot. But <laughs> I still picked the Raiders to win because I was like, we came off a win over the Saints. We're invincible. Like We could, right. we could actually do a 12-4 and four season this year. We can hang no. with anybody. We, we are who we thought we were, gentlemen. Right. 
We are right. who we thought we were. And this first, you know, what is it? F- uh, six games? Yeah, the first, the first six games. First were... game, six games are rough. They're rough games. I had yeah. us going like one in five anyway, so why am I upset? Maybe we'll be we'll be two and four now instead of one and five. Yeah. But yeah. we are who we thought we were, and I have to I have to give credit where credit is earned, and that is we did beat the Saints, we beat yep. the Panthers, and then did we I, I didn't really expect the Bills to like I didn't even expect that game to be close, and it was for the first, you know, three, three and a half quarters. And that's the thing that's frustrating is because we show these flashes of like we stayed with the Bills, who are a good team, right? And right. we hung with them, even though like our defense is not the best. I mean, but we cars, got stops. Yeah, cars playing right. decent ball, except for losing it sometimes. But like that's what's frustrating is because we we we've shown that we can play with that type of competition, but sometimes maybe it's because we're such a young team. We have new pieces. We didn't have a preseason. Say what you will. Like maybe maybe this is just we'll just get past that as the yeah. season moves along and the the competition gets. I wouldn't say less, but. I mean, they're not I would as say tough less. as six games. I would games. say much less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, looking forward, because so, and here's the bad thing. I'm sitting here at Thursday, and in my mind, I'm thinking of all kinds of ways that we might beat the Chiefs. You know, and that's where it's become a, a sickness, really. Because it's like, <laughs> two days ago, I'm going, there's no way, you know, we don't have a snowball's chance in the hot place against the Chiefs. And now here I am on Thursday going, well, you know, golly, if we do this, and maybe if we do that, then, you know, maybe. We, and I'm going, what are you doing, Micah? What are By you By the way, doing? Can, I, can I take back my super bold prediction of beating the Chiefs twice? Can I take that back? No, it's done. Dang yeah, it. What's done it's been is written done. upon tablets of stone. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And All so right. until we. That's fine. Yeah. So anyway, it, you know, we've got the Chiefs. We just watched the Bucks lose to the Bears. Is there a worse 3 and 1 team than the Bears? I ask you. I'd have to look at all the teams again, but I don't they're, know. They're they're 4 and 1 now, Micah. Oh, apologies. Is there a worse 4 and wow, well, there's no other 4 and 1 team, so that answers that question. <laughs> but I mean seriously. Ask that on Sunday. There you go. I hope the Titans actually get a chance to play uh, with all the COVID stuff going on. Um, is there a worse division? Is it is it the NFC East? Mm-hmm. Does that have the Eagles and the Cowboys in it? Yep. And the Jets, Holy McNuggets. The if somebody told me at the beginning of the season that the Browns were going to walk all over the Dallas Cowboys... If you would have told, told me that before the game Sunday, I would have laughed in your face. Gentlemen, which, by the way, we all picked the Cowboys to win uh, last week. And uh, quick shout out before we do our picks. Birch sits comfortably in the lead, 13-7. and seven. Tyler and I, 12-8 and eight in our picks so far through four weeks. Birch is top dog right now. So give us a little woof there, Birch. Woof, woof. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, seemed really excited about that. Yeah, well, real- because I know what's coming, so... Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, I feel so bad for the Falcons, man. Oh my gosh. No, I don't feel bad for the Falcons. I, feel I don't bad feel for the bad Falcon for the Falcons. Fans. They should have fired their coach last year. Well, and I don't understand. There's a see. Well, okay. There's another coach that should be gone while we're doing a little NFL roundtable here and and taking a short break from the Raiders. Yeah, ex- explain that one to me, somebody. Explain how the Falcons head coach still has a job and how Gase is still employed. Bill O'Brien should have been fired like yesteryear. Um, golly, is is Chucky's seat getting hot, guys? If we lose the next two games, if we go into the bye week, come out and lose to the Bucks, and we're sitting at two and four, do you do do you think Gruden starts sweating at all? No. No. Hmm. I don't okay. think so. Okay. How about how about uh, uh, old old uh, uh, Santa Claus, the the Cowboys head coach? Um. No, oh, what's his name? McCarthy. McCarthy, thank you. I mean, you're sitting at one and three. I'm assuming you're going to beat the Giants. Uh, Never assume, that, Micah. I, 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 we all know what it does, but uh, I, I'm assuming that happens. When's the, who, who would they play next? They'll play the Washington team. So you know what? They've got a real chance to get back on track and go three and three. I guess. Uh, so we'll, we've seen this from the Cowboys too. They've, they've had slow starts. How about this? They'll play, uh, they play the Giants, then they play Washington, then they play the Eagles. So there's a really legit chance that the Cowboys all of a sudden go from one and three to four and three. Wouldn't shock me at all. So, you know, maybe that's what McCarthy's just waiting for. Maybe he's waiting for, uh, uh, this stretch, but you know, the Eagles, Eagles took care of business. I see there's another team right there. Who did the Eagles just beat? I just had it put up here. The 49ers. Eagles just beat a 49ers team that's still a decent team. I mean, I know they're out without, you know, good-looking Garoppolo, and they're down some, you know, key players on defense, but still, the Eagles have been playing like garbage this year. I mean, the Eagles had took it to overtime with Joe Burrow and the Bengals and couldn't even win there. They were given extra time and couldn't pull it out. So, um, I'm just looking at the Eagles going, what? Like, I, I don't, I feel like they had no business. I mean, Wentz is in trouble, you know, I, I feel like I'm losing his starting position. And they go beat the 49ers. So, the one thing I will have to say, this year has been topsy-turvy. You know, we just watched the Panthers starting 0-2. I think they've rattled off two wins in a row now, including against the red-hot Arizona Cardinals. It's been a weird year. The Browns without just, McCaffrey, it, exactly. And now we just watched we we just watched the Browns run all over the Cowboys. We just watched the Bears, the Nick Foley Bears beat the Bucks, and watched Brady just throw some absolute garbage throws. So it's been a weird year. So stranger things have happened, and this is why. See, I'm trying. I'm trying to talk myself into the Raiders winning on Sunday, and I'm not going to let myself do it. Uh, hold me back. Hold me back. I shouldn't have to. I I know you shouldn't have to, but the inner fan, the blind faith fan in me, rises up Don't. about this time every week, and I'm like, 
even if we're sitting at two and five and we're playing the Chiefs, I'm like, well, golly, you know, we might have a shot. And that, I, and so I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself. Guys, let's get into some game picks this let's week. Let's do it. You guys are okay with that. All right, first one up, Colts versus the Browns. You got the Red Hot Colts defense. What is up over there? Good night of living against the Browns, who even without Chubb, still rocking and rolling with Hunt. Uh, Bert, who you got? Colts, Browns. Oh, are you starting with me because I'm in the lead? Is that what it is? That's what it is. When you're yeah. lead dog, you get to start it off. That's right. Woof, woof, mother goose. <laughs> <laughs> Colts Browns, Colts Browns. Um, I do, I do not trust Philip Rivers. That's he's, fair. He has a. He's getting old. He's probably going to have a <laughs> an Alzheimer's moment like uh, Tom Brady did tonight. Does he have any more kids this year? I, I don't know, but he had to have one he, whale of a tax return. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on. The Browns hype train right now. Oh boy, two, two, um, mother goose. And we have to play them in a couple weeks. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Um, their egos are starting to align. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They're, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Dog Pound Browns with the victory I like this it. week. I'm going to go with the Colts just because defense wins championships, gentlemen. I'll take the Colts. I think Phillip Rivers does just enough. I don't think the Browns defense is that good, um, but I think the Colts defense is legit. So I'm going to go in. It'll be a close game, but I think the Colts get it done something like, I don't know, 26 to 21 or something like that. Tyler, Colts-Browns. You look like you're in pain. I am in pain because I don't <laughs> trust the Browns, but I also don't trust the Colts. I don't. The only reason I don't trust the Colts is because Philip Rivers is on that team. <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna go. Who did the Colts play last week? Uh oh, they just whooped up on someone last week. It was a surprising win. Oh, and then they beat the Bears. They just beat the Bears. They beat the Bears. The Bears. Yeah, it was 19 to 11. Yeah, well, kind of a weird scoring game. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to take the Colts as well. I'm going with the Colts on this one. I like it. like it. I like it, too, because when I win, that makes me... I like it, too, because when I win... Uh... <laughs> Are you making fun of his lusty voice, Tyler? <laughs> I wish I, I had his lusty voice. Don't so you dare. Absolutely I was going to say, not. you're going to have a ton of Raider fans come down on top of your head. I know. Panthers versus Falcons. Um, Falcons. Can the Falcons finally get a win? I'm going to say yes. I say the Falcons beat the Panthers. Congratulations, Atlanta fans. You get your first dub of this season against the Panthers. Tyler, who you got? Um, I think the pan. Let's see, the Panthers are two and two, right? Yes, correct. Panthers are two. Who did they play last week? Uh, the Cardinals. Why do I know these things. They just beat the Cardinals. Oh, they just beat, them beat by the 10 Cardinals. Yes, thirty-one twenty-one. Panthers. 
Have you seen that Panther video? Yes, that guy. Just because of him, the Panthers Panthers. win. You're going to go with Panthers? I'm sorry. I was too busy roaring. That's all right. I'm going with Panthers as well. Wow. I'm all alone. And there's no one here beside me. (laughs) Chargers Patriots over the Dolphins. Chargers v. Saints. Can the San Diego Superchargers? Um, can they get a win against the Saints? I don't think Michael Thomas is back yet. Still uh, not back. Word on the street is they might have to move that game because of Hurricane. Uh, what is it? Delta? Uh, whatever. No. Is it Delta? I think yeah. I, I thought I they I were always it. women names. No, no, no negatory. Uh, that, they might move that up to Indianapolis, actually, I think is where they said they might move that. Chargers Saints, Tyler, or Birch. Let's go Birch this time, lead dog. Who you got? Um, I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints, too. Tyler? Saints, Bob. <laughs> Bob's back, dang it. <laughs> All right, garbage game of the week. Giants v. Cowboys. <laughs> I'm gonna go Cowboys. I think the Cowboys get it done. The chart, the Giants had Barkley. I thought I I would think they might, but the Giants are just so bad. Giants and the, the Giants and the Jets guys. I I think they're gonna be hard pressed to win a game this year. I I think they might be able to get it over the on against Washington. Um, that might be that where where they well I guess I guess the Giants. I don't know if the Jets play them, but I think the Giants might be able to beat Washington. The Jets play the Raiders. Well, there you go. There's their win. So, uh, but they're gonna, one of those teams is going to want to take a long, hard look at Trevor Lawrence, and they're already saying they might move on from uh, Barkley in, in the Jets. So, the Jets um, or the Giants? The Jets. Barkley. So, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Darnold. Darnold. Okay. They might move on from Darnold. I'm going to go Cowboys though in this game. Birch, who you got? I'm going with the Cowboys. Tyler, that'll make it at even three going for the Cowboys, Bob. As much Bob. as I hate picking the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah I, and I hate, hate when the Cowboys. we all pick the same team. I hate that. It really sticks a stick in my craw. All right, guys, Raiders Chiefs. <laughs> Raiders Chiefs. Oh, boy. Do we uh, even so have to we pick? Should... <laughs> uh, Can we just skip this week? <laughs> I thought we were going straight to the bye. You know, we win next week. Two bye week. weeks. The bye yep. is an automatic win. Um, uh, Raiders, Chiefs, tell me who you think is going to win. Give me a score prediction. And if you, you know, at this point, after the last two weeks, and now we've got to go to Kansas City, um, if you have a bold prediction, go for it. If you don't, it's <laughs> totally fine. I'm not going to hold it against you. Uh, Tyler, go ahead. I'll go and first. Off. All right, the Chiefs are gonna win, and they're gonna win handily. <laughs> they're gonna win. Uh, let's go bold. Let's go like thirty-eight to uh, tw- uh, thirty-eight to seventeen. I like it. And bold prediction is if we keep Patrick Mahomes under 400 yards, it's a win for the day. Yeah, I like that. 
merch. Remember, Raider Nation, we're realistic Raider fans here. We, we're not. It's not all peaches and cream. If we feel like something's going to be bad, we're going to tell you straight up. So if you want peaches and cream, go listen to another podcast. But we're realistic here. And so just keep that in mind. But we feel like the, honesty is the best policy. The Chiefs do have a very bad rushing defense. So yeah. if there's any hope really of winning... We need a strong day from the offensive line and Josh Jacobs and Booker and Richard. And if we act, if we call up Riddick again, which I kind of like that, by the yeah, way. I Me really too. like that. But he's been designated back to the practice squad. Right. I'd like to see him come back up because I liked him running the ball and I liked him catching the ball as well. I, everybody knows the plan to beat the, the Chiefs. And that is you keep the ball away from the Chiefs because you know they're going to score, so you try to limit their damage and you try to score on every possession and just wear out their defense. If our offensive line can get back, can gel and play better, there's a chance that Trent Brown might actually play this week. If if that right side of the line can be mauling people and just destroying them, there's a shot. It's very slim. It's like it's like on uh, Lord of the Rings, Micah, right? Where it was only just a fool's hope. Exactly. No, I know what you're talking about. But uh, there's a fool's hope that perhaps yeah. you control the clock and you win. I think that's how you have to do it to win. Is you're not gonna shoot win a shootout with the Chiefs. It's just right. not gonna happen. You're gonna have to get the ball last. And you're going to have to be within striking distance, and that's how you win. Yep. Yep. Great. Sorry, Great minds think alike, Tyler. I was going to say the same thing. The game plan, for in my opinion, in my insider opinion, will be similar to how we beat the Saints. We have the time of possession was 36 minutes to 23 minutes. However, even though we held the ball longer, the Saints still outgained us in yards by 70 um, and still had just as many first downs and everything. But that is the key for me to even keeping this thing close is we have to have seven, eight, nine-minute drives, but these drives have to end in touchdowns. There's no kicking yeah. field goals this week. If you, if you kick field goals, you might as well just wave the white flag and tuck your tails and go home. So yeah. um, no punts and no field goals. Birch's bold prediction. Yes. Just like the high school team. I don't know where it's at, but they go for it on fourth down, no matter where they are. That's what you have to do yeah. this week. Anyway. Um, and like Micah said, we're realists here, not just fans. Right. And it's about to get real. Um, we, um I know the Chiefs are going to win. That's my prediction. Um, I'm going to say 34 to 20 because we are the kings of uh, garbage time touchdowns, which whatever it is, what it is. But I don't think. I mean, as much as we rag on Arnett, I like him out there. 
and he's not out there, and now we're going with some other cornerbacks that are unproven. Um, and that's not a good recipe against the, this dangerous Chiefs offense. I have a feeling we're going to see <laughs> who was it? The it was against the the Patriots. The jet sweeps and the outside runs really yeah. burned us. And the Chiefs ran a lot of those last week, and they scored on them. And so I have a feeling that there's going to be we're going to get a heavy dose of a little bit of everything. Andy Reid's one heck of a coach. We can people can rag on him all they want, but the dude is he's an amazing coach, and he knows what he's doing, and he knows how to tailor a game plan to his players. Um, so yeah, I frankly I don't have a bold prediction. Actually, I do have a bold prediction. Carr's interception streak is no interception streak is ending this week. He's going to throw one. Um, he's yeah, he's going to throw an interception this week. Sorry, Raider fans. I know that's not what you want to hear, but it it is what it is at this point. We're not anywhere close to dethroning the Chiefs' kingdom, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. I think the Chiefs get the win. And the reason I, I say that, you know, you guys brought up great points. Look, run the ball, time of possession, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. That should have been the recipe the last two weeks. The Patriots' run defense wasn't good. The Bills' run defense wasn't good. But we didn't do it. Like, it's – and we saw it against the Patriots. We found success early running against the Patriots, but it was like we it was like somebody decided, okay, we know we can do that. So let's go do something different. Let's see if we can do something else. And it was like, whoa, 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 stop. Like, on first down, Jacobs is running for 8, 10, 12 yards. Why? Like, let's just keep doing that. And consequently, the Patriots did that to us. And, and you know, as as Lynch would say, it ran it down to Mother Goose's throat, you know? Uh, so, uh, and that's what happened to us. And it's like, we should have been doing that. Yeah, over, 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 over again. Um, and so while I'm like, I would like to think that we could do that against the chiefs. I feel like we're not going to, because I feel like we should have been doing that the past two weeks, but we didn't. And I guess you blame the coaches for that unless Carr is audibling out of that. So I guess I don't know who to blame, but that should have been the game plan the last two weeks. We didn't do it. So now you can't expect me to expect that they're going to do that this week, even though that's exactly what they should do. So I've just got to go off of the evidence that's before my eyes. And the evidence that's before my eyes right now is that the Raiders have played okay football the last two weeks. And it's definitely not good enough to beat the Chiefs. I hope, I pray, I would love to get back on this podcast right next week and be and just eat. I'd eat two crows. I would love to do that. I would love to. Thrice for Tyler, apparently. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Three crows for Tyler. I would love that. But again, you're asking me to judge this on, on what I've seen so far this year, and the Raiders are not on the Chiefs level. Far from it, in fact. And Birch, you're, you're, uh, we talk, you talked about the jet sweeps. I talk about... Uh, Andy Reid loves his screens. I mean, he's going to screen us to death. On a third and 11, I mean, he's going to screen us so hard. We're going to blitz five people. He's going to drop a screen, and it's going to go for 30 yards. You know, and it's going to be... We could have been flipping the field position and everything, and I think that's going to happen multiple times on Sunday. Um, 
I was also I said thirty four to twenty. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a classic game for Raider Nation. Don't be surprised if this game is like seventeen to ten at halftime or like thirteen to ten at halftime, and Raider Nation is excited and we're going, oh my gosh, we're hanging with the Chiefs. We're right there. But what's gonna happen is is Andy Reid is gonna pull out his kindergarten playbook for the first half because he knows Look, I don't want to give away my hand for the rest of the season. So I'm going to pull out, like, I'm going to dust off the playbook from, you know, 1980. Try running some of these plays. He's going to have fun with us for the first half. He's going to run some special dinks and dunks and some little things that he wants to tweak and tune. And then in the second half, he's going to get serious. And they're going to pull away. And I think at one point, it'll be like 34 to 13. And then I think a garbage time touchdown happens makes it look better at 34 to 20 um and i think we're gonna hear the same excuse i think raider nation is gonna be like oh but that first half we were right there man we were right there we hung with the super bowl champs for two and a half quarters we're gonna hear it all again and it's gonna be like guys no you have to understand andy reed knows he's going against one of the worst defenses in the nfl he doesn't have to get fancy he can go out there and play around he can toy with us and then he can get serious in the second half when it counts and go ahead and put the game away. I think that's what's going to happen on Sunday. I hate to say it. It pains me to say it as a Raider fan. But as previously stated, I'm also a realistic Raider fan. And I just don't see this one uh, being pulled out as a win. And when we lose on Sunday, which I expect to happen, we better hope and pray that we beat the Bucks Because dropping down to 2-4 and four is going to be tough to climb back from, in my opinion, to get a playoff spot. Even with you know, the vanilla schedule we have at the second half of the season. I originally thought the Browns was going to be an easy win. That's not looking like it. The Falcons offense is fantastic. Now you're going to ask us to try to stop that? Eh, I don't know about that. We've had trouble against the Jets before. It's an East Coast game. I, I do like that. I thought the Colts, I thought we should thump the Colts two weeks into the season. Colts now have one of the best defenses. I think they have the best defense in the NFL all all the way around. I don't know about that game now either. So there have been about three games that I thought were surefire, should be surefire W's for this team after we beat the Saints, that now I'm looking at going, uh, I think we'd be lucky to win that game. So this whole, this whole we we lose to the Chiefs. We better find a way to beat the Bucks after our bye pulled a 3-3 and after coming out of the hellish first six weeks of the season or six games of the season and give ourselves a chance uh, for the remainder of the season. So, there you go. Everybody's picking the Chiefs. Man, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I really do. Nothing, nothing would pleasure me more than to come out here next week and be like, what an amazing game the Raiders put together on Sunday. And... Boy, I've got confidence in this team again. And I've got confidence in Carr. And confidence that this defense has maybe turned the corner. And boy, would that be a confidence booster for the defense. You know, and the offense. To go into Arrowhead and 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 put a stop to Mahomes in that offense. And, and, to, and to pull out a win against the Super Bowl champs. That, that would be... I mean, anybody can anybody argue that the Chiefs don't look like they're going to go back and do it again this year? No. I'm... I mean, there's like little doubt about it. They should be in the AFC title game again this year, barring any setbacks. So it would be a true feat to beat them on Sunday. So I th- I think like you've said it before, at least when we're talking during the games, it's like 
Carr and Gruden think too much. Like they make it more complicated than it needs to be. You're winning the game on the ground, run the football. It reminds me of a scene in a movie that I quite enjoy watching. And and Micah, you probably haven't seen this movie because you're more <laughs> refined than I am. But I know Birch has seen this movie. It's a movie called The Water Boy. And there's a scene where the water boy walks in on the coach who's trying to draw up a play. And I see Birch chuckling over there. And he's like, the water boy walks in. That's Adam Sandler. He walks in. And the coach is, is like, shh, 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 quiet. The quarterback takes the snap. He hands the ball off. No, he thinks about handing the ball off. <laughs> no, he turns to hand off the ball, and he fakes that he's going to hand off the ball. No, he doesn't fake. And then he, he goes into this like coma where he's like, it's getting dark. I can't breathe. That's what I feel like when the Raiders do stupid things like let's pass the ball instead of run the ball because running the ball is working. They do stupid things like that. And it reminds me of that scene in that movie where he just thinks way too into it, like way too much into it. Yeah. Just do what's working. It, it it doesn't have to be that difficult. Add some motion pre-snap. Um, but... If you haven't seen that movie, do yourself a favor, go watch it and watch that part in particular and you'll see what I'm talking about. I like it. I like it. Gentlemen, it's October. Tis the season. Pumpkin for... spice. Exactly. Exactly. Um, best drink of October this time of year. It doesn't not I'm not talking alcoholic drink. I'm just saying look, fall is upon us. If, if if you're like me, uh, my wife is pumpkin spice everything. She saw, she saw something ridiculous the other day. It was like pumpkin spice donuts or something. Now that's that I know that's but there was a there was something that was shouldn't have been pumpkin spice that was pumpkin spice. And I I kind of drew the line at there, and I was like, that's it, that's enough. Like, get a hold of yourself, lady. Um, but is there a favorite drink out there this time of year to ring in the season? Give me your favorite. So, you know, it might be just classic hot chocolate. Might be hot cider. Might be cold cider. Um, do you have something that comes to mind? Birch, lead us yes, off. Absolutely. I would love to. Hot, a spiced apple cider from Starbucks. That's the way oh, to go. Wow. I, I, hot chocolate, that's more around the Christmas season, Thanksgiving for me. But uh, right now, I love a good spiced apple cider from Starbucks. That's Little grande. Better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're rich like Birch, go get yourself a hot spice cider from Starbucks. If you're poor like me, you can buy apple juice from the store. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that a lot of times stove. goes on sale. Put it on the stove, box. put a little whipped cream on top of it, and call it a night. Sprinkle a little cinnamon in there. <laughs> Maybe if you're maybe if you're well, feeling rich, you throw it. Excuse me. A, you have Goodness a gracious. You have I don't a, a get it every day. Stick that you just toss in the pot to feel a little bit more refined, if you will. My word, you guys. <laughs> oh my, Tyler. 
Um, I've got to go similar direction as Birch. Uh, there's a uh, an orchard in New Mexico where I live called Kirby Orchard. And okay. they I only get one of these per year because it's so expensive. But it's a gallon jug of their fresh-pressed apple cider. It is expensive, but I get one gallon of it a year because I like it so much. You could drink it cold. I, I kind of prefer it cold, to be downright honest. Um, and uh, that's that's my fall drink of choice is Kirby Orchard's Apple Cider. Dude, that's awesome. I'm going to go same lines as Tyler. Uh, we have a local orchard here around here. She presses honey crisp apples, not just mm. any apples, mind you. Honey crisp honey apples. Honey crisp is the only apple. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So she presses honey crisp apples. Um, she makes it <laughs> app family friendly, Micah. Good night. I'm sorry, slippage of the tongue. <laughs> a fro- I believe that's called a Freudian slip. <laughs> Hey, no talking about slips on the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but it's Honeycrisp apples, so it's not just any apple. Honeycrisp apples, it's like seven bucks a gallon. Uh, but I'll take it <laughs> I think he's going to say cold. I'm yes, not sure. I, I, I was going to originally say, I'll take it cold. But I enjoy it cold. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I uh, oh, it's a good thing me. it's eleven thirty p.m. right it, now. Yeah, it is eleven thirty. Um, but yeah, cold apple cider, honey crisp apple cider is the best fall drink of choice. I look forward to it every year, and I have to go to a little like a what like a like a farm stand or whatever to get it. So <laughs> anyhow. Oh, gosh, guys, you guys have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off? Just try to not get really mad this week on Twitter because we all know <laughs> what's about to go down. Right, right. We we know what's going to happen. So let's just embrace it and, uh, you know, go on from there. I think I think it's the Marines have the saying, embrace the suck. I think that's what's getting ready to happen. So... We're just going to have to embrace it and and just realize, look, it's week five. This isn't to get us into the playoffs. This is, you know, we, we, we've got 11 weeks to go. So we, you know, chance to write the ship, the black pearl. In fact, if I yes. might slip that in there. So Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate the support as always. Thank you for your time. We will catch you guys in the next episode. Just win, baby. 